Welcome to the Carrots and Cake Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Hopper, an FDN practitioner, author, mom, and IBD advocate. Tune in each week for real-life advice and strategies for becoming your happiest and healthiest self, all while thriving in the gray area. Trust me when I say, you can have your carrots and cake too. Hey guys, good morning. So welcome to the next iced coffee day. We are going to talk about overtraining and how to heal from that, specifically how I healed from that because I am not an expert when it comes to physiology or mindset, I'm not a psychologist, um, but I'm more than happy to share my story because it might help you out, might give you some ideas. Um, And this was quite the journey for me. I think it was quite the journey because I've gone through phases of overtraining and not realizing it or didn't have major symptoms related to it. It was just how I was living my life and I didn't realize it was causing so much harm. This time, or the more recent time, (laughs) I was overtraining, I couldn't ignore the symptoms. It really got to that point. So let me give you a little backstory and just kind of what was going on in my life because I think overtraining really comes down to lifestyle um, and then mindset. I think those are the two things that you really need to work on to overcome any sort of overtraining syndrome or related issues when it comes to overtraining. So the story, you may have heard parts of it before. So um, earlier last year, so the beginning of 2020, even the end of 2019, it was kind of like 2019 into 2020, um, I was writing a cookbook, (laughs) which has done wonderful, it was totally worth it. Um, I actually got my first royalties check a couple weeks ago and that was very exciting. I've sold a lot of books, so all worth it and very, very excited to do that project and I really wanted to do that project, but writing a book is a lot of work. It just is like you are all in spending day and night putting that thing together. It's just like a ton, a ton of work. So I was writing a cookbook, I was also doing Orange Theory, so this is where the overtraining comes in. And for me, I was like, oh, Orange Theory is so fun, it feels good, this is how I'm gonna relieve my stress, I'm just gonna go run it out and then you know, lift some weights and just sweat it out. And I was telling myself this was my stress relief. So I was going, I started only going twice a week and then I was doing CrossFit, and then really I fell in love with Orange Theory. It's a really fun workout, and I know you guys all think I hate Orange Theory and I hate Peloton, and I don't, I like those workouts. They're a lot a lot of fun but as you will see as I go through the story um, that it can be too much for your body if your lifestyle is crazy and stressful so I was doing Orange Theory initially twice a week with some CrossFit and then decided I really, really liked Orange Theory, and then I was going three times a week, four times a week, five times a week, and I was just all in. I just loved it, and that's the thing. Like, you get such an endorphin rush after the workout. You feel really good, but I will, I will give you some more details about that in a second because I felt good during the workouts, and then I felt really, really bad. I felt just totally exhausted. So back to my story. Um, I was doing Orange Theory, writing the book, Um, I was doing FDN, so I was in that program studying, doing the modules, doing the tests, um, practicals, um, case studies, there's a lot of stuff that goes into that program, so I was in the middle of FDN, and then the new year came and I had a ton of one-on-one clients. I think I had 28 one-on-one clients, which alone, 28 clients is a lot of work. So me just doing all the things during this time and then adding in 
orange theory on top of it was just too, too much for my body. So again, not blaming orange theory. It was all the other things in my life. And it really was a lifestyle thing, which I will get to into a second, into in a second. So I'm, I'm living my life doing this. I would say this whole thing started probably like September, October ish. I mean, my book deal was done um, probably around that time. I started Orange Theory end of the summer. Um, so I was continuing along. It was a few months of this pattern. So basically like September, October through um, February, because around um, Valentine's Day is when I quit Orange Theory and I was like, I'm done. I'm going to make a lot of changes in my life. So it was, it was a few months in there. Okay. So the thing that was kind of like the breaking point was just the symptoms. And this is something that might resonate with you. These are pretty common <laughs> symptoms of overtraining or just being stressed out in general. I mean, maybe your cortisol is just through the roof. But for me, um, one was weight gain. So initially when I started Orange Theory and this whole thing, I lost a lot of weight because obviously I was running, I was burning calories, um, probably lost like five pounds. And then all of a sudden I just gained a ton of weight. But it's funny because I I was doing more orange theory and I was gaining weight so that like that didn't make sense to me I'm like I don't get it I'm like working out way more but I'm gaining more weight how does this make sense so that was like really weird that was definitely kind of one of those ding 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 moments um, and a lot of the, the the weight was like in my stomach area so like I've always had like pretty good abs and things like that but I started to get like really puffy in here kind of in the hip area as well but that was the thing that I was like this is really weird I'm working out more and I had lost weight and now I suddenly gained a ton of weight in like two or three months it was really really fast um, I also started having major sleep issues that I just, I'd fall asleep okay, I'd be exhausted at the end of the day, but then I would wake up in the middle of the night, tossed and turned, couldn't get back to sleep. Um, I was also getting the night sweats, which I think maybe could have been because my blood sugar was dropping so low at night. Um, and this is what I've learned using the NutriSense CGM is that, um, you know, when you're working out, your cortisol goes through the roof. Um, and then after that, it kind of crashes. It's just how your muscles use your blood sugar. Um, so I think at night, just having that elevated cortisol all day long and then maybe some food choices and things like that. Um, my blood sugar was just crashing at night so it was waking me up but I would wake up hungry some nights and I don't think it was because I wasn't eating enough. I've always kind of like eaten the same amount uh, for the most part um, but I was waking up in the middle of the night and it was almost so painful like I was so uncomfortable that I had to get up and go get something to eat and a lot of the times it was like a banana with some peanut butter or like a bowl of cereal something like carby just to like get me back to sleep um, but that was the other thing that it was happening multiple times a week that I was like I am not sleeping this is so frustrating I'm starving um, and I really would have to get out of bed and <laughs> Mal made the joke like he'd wake up in the morning and see like a bowl of cereal in the sink like every morning because I just could not get it together as far as my blood sugar went so sleep was a mess. Um, the thing about the workouts is initially I would go into an Orange Theory workout, kind of like tired, like kind of looking forward to it, but like really just kind of like dragging my butt. Um, but then I would do the treadmill part of the workout. My adrenaline would go up and I'd feel fine. You know what I mean? Like it was so fun. I was having a great time. I'd get on the floor, do the weights, you know, kind of towards the end of the workout, I was feeling tired. Um, and I would feel good, you know, like leaving class and everything. But then I would get home and shower and feel like I would need a nap. Like I was just 
donezo, like so, so tired. And it would stink because I'd go to class on like a Tuesday and I'd come home and be like, I just want to sleep. But then I had all this work to do. So it was like not the best combination. Um, so that was another thing. And exercise should make you feel good. Like, sure, you should like work hard, challenge yourself. But after a workout, you shouldn't feel like death. And I could tell you, even my hardest CrossFit workouts, I would still feel pretty good. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it was just one of those things that I was like, this doesn't make sense either. So there was like a lot of things that I was like, a lot of this is not, not, not making sense as far as what's going on with my body. Um, also I was having, um, anxiety really bad mood swings, sugar cravings, energy cravings. Um, and again, I think that goes back to that like crazy blood sugar where if I didn't eat for a bit, I would get kind of get like cranky and like hangry and I would eat and feel better. Um, and then of course blood sugar would spike and then it would crash and I would just feel like so tired after eating and just like my blood sugar was a total mess. And of course we could talk about that in a different episode because um, the whole blood sugar thing is fascinating and that took a while to get back to normal too. So I can could definitely talk about that in the future. But all of this stress and overtraining definitely led to some blood sugar issues. And I just felt like I was always hungry. I was like up and down as far as energy and mood swings. And it was just a weird, weird time in my life. Just so many things happened during then that I was like, this is not normal. I shouldn't have gained all this weight so quickly. I shouldn't be having sleep problems. I shouldn't be waking up in the middle of the night hungry when I'm eating enough food, eating enough carbs, um, eating enough everything. Um, so it was just like a lot of things that just like made my, my brain <laughs> second guess what was going on. Um, so that was pretty much like the breaking point. So like I said, I quit Orange Theory on Valentine's Day um, and only started strength training. I strength trained three days a week and I just walked. I just made it like super duper simple. And even on those strength training days, there were some days that I just went like super light on the weight. Um, so I really think this part, like how much is too much really depends on the individual. For me, I knew I didn't want to just like not do anything. That's just like not my style. I mean, I've always worked out. So I was like, I don't know if I need to like not do anything at all, but for some people they might need to. So I signed up for OPEX, um, just because I had worked with them a few years prior, I got amazing results. Um, I went back to them and we kept it super simple. So three full body strength days and walking, and that was it. And there were some weeks that I didn't even feel up for those three workouts. And sometimes I'd do two, sometimes I'd do one. And I would just walk and I would like stretch and that's about it, hike with my family. Um, that's about it, I really kept it simple. I would golf, I would count that as activity. I just wasn't doing anything high intensity. This is probably where it's, where you guys all think I hate high intensity exercise. It's not the case. I hate it when your body is stressed. Um, but you know, as you guys saw the other day, I went for a run and I felt like running, like my body just feels so much better. Um, so let me talk a little bit more about like how I figured all this out. And honestly, it wasn't a straight shot by any means. I definitely, took me a while to figure things out. Um, I think when I actually started at OPEX, we were doing four days a week and it was too much. I was just exhausted. So I went down to three, some weeks were even two days um, and just really started to um, listen to my body. And so I think the one thing that really helped me was asking myself, like, does this feel good? And I think that is relative, of course, to you and your workout. I mean, it's hard to say like what feels good, but there'd be sometimes I'd be lifting and be like, all right, this is challenging, but I'm enjoying 
enjoying this. And there'd be other times I was doing workouts and I'm like, I hate everything about this. Like, I don't feel good. I don't want to pick up this kettlebell, whatever it was. But like my brain was just saying, this doesn't feel good. Like, I don't think my body wants to do this right now. Um, and I was actually tracking HRV. If that's something you guys want to get into, um, this free apps out there, really cheap apps, but you can track it. Um, it's basically your heart rate variability and how much of it or how little of it you have. And if you have um, a lot of HRV or a lot of heart rate variability, um, your body's not as stressed. But if it's very, very low, it means your body's kind of conserving energy and resources. Um, sorry, this is like a total tangent, but I was tracking my HRV and I would see it just plummet after workouts. And I was just like, I'm still doing too much. My body is just so, so stressed out. So I know that's a little tangent, but look up HRV if you're curious. Um, there are apps that you can use on your phone. There are um, watches, things like that to, to track it. And that's what I was using um, just to give me a little bit more feedback. But I mean, biofeedback alone like I said there was just some days it did not feel good to work out and actually going for a walk felt good or doing a little yoga in my basement felt good um, and just like picking up heavy things or doing anything high intensity just didn't feel good so that's definitely something to ask yourself if you're in this overtrading area where you're trying to cut back and you don't know how much is too much like ask yourself does this feel good and that's the thing I wanted to point out and I mentioned before is that you know, with orange theory and like those high intensity things, you might feel better because you are pushing your body to a point where your cortisol and adrenaline needs to get high. Um, but I would really consider how you feel after that workout. If you feel great, if you feel energized, you can continue on with your day. Great. Maybe the workout's not too much, but if you feel like you need to sit down, you need to lay down, you need to take a nap, you're cranky, um, it, it might be too much. So that's something to look at. Um, also, I really worked on my lifestyle. That was the thing that I really had to change. And of course, that is the hardest part. Um, so at that time, I was working like a lunatic, writing the book, doing FDN, a million clients. Um, so since then, I have really set work hours. So I... I have specific work hours or client hours and my clients know when they can message me and not message me and when I'll reply to them and not reply to them. Um, so set like boundaries around my work. I also hired a team. So I have two coaches working for me now and then three VAs working for me doing various things. So I have a lot of people helping me now. Before I had like nobody helping me or I, I, I did have a couple people helping me but they weren't doing a ton of the work. So now I have offloaded a ton of stuff and delegation is really like my big thing for 2021. Um, because yeah, I can't do it all. I mean, and I really tried. I mean, I was waking up at four in the morning. <laughs> Granted, I couldn't sleep so sometimes I would just wake up and like start working. Sometimes it'd be like, three in the morning like a psycho but I had that much work to do so it didn't matter but um, really setting boundaries around my work which has been really really huge and then also relating to sleep just prioritizing sleep I was totally one of those people that was like oh yeah I can I can live off five hours I don't need all this sleep eight hours through that five hours I can get sleep and then do all these things but I I don't know I just got to a point where I was waking up, like I said, at three or four in the morning, going all day, and then having trouble sleeping at night, and then I was just a mess. I was just a total mess, so really prioritizing sleep. So sometimes I'll put Quinn to bed at eight o'clock, and I'll go to bed by like 8.30, and then sleep till you know 6.30 the next day. So really just like making it a point to sleep, um, because my body was just so stressed out, and it just needed rest. Um, and that was really important, so really prioritizing um, sleep and making it a big point. Like on the weekends, I'll go to bed at like nine o'clock 
<laughs> just to get as much sleep as possible. Um, so that was really huge too. And then finally, um, I made, as far as like diet, I get a lot of questions about this too. I didn't change too much with my diet um, as far as like how much I was eating. I still just kind of eat the same amount every day. I mean, if I'm tracking or not tracking, I think it's pretty much in the same range of calories, but I just made a better point to get enough protein and to get just like good wholesome foods and like stop relying so much on processed foods. Um, because that was a thing. I think when I was busy during that time in my life, I was, you know, reaching for like, I don't know, Trader Joe's pizza and like RX bars and stuff like that. Not to say this stuff is bad. Like those, that, those things are great in a pinch when you're in a rush. And I think that was fine for that point in my life. But now like the majority of my diet really is like things that I have to cook, things that come from the ground or come from a living thing. It's like pretty basic and boring. Of course, I still have fun things here and there, but like I've really made it a point just to eat actual food. Um, and I think that has really helped as far as just feeling good, making sure I'm getting all the nutrients I need. Um, and of course, just having a macro balance plate, getting protein, carbs, fat with all my meals and just making that um, a priority. So, and of course you guys have seen, I haven't really been drinking alcohol. That has been a big thing. I think that was really messing with my blood sugar, probably messing with my anxiety and stress and things like that. As much as like we want alcohol to be a distressor, it's de-stressor. Yeah. De-stressor. Um, it's actually just adding more stress to your body as far as what it's doing to detox systems and your blood sugar and all that. So I really don't drink that much nowadays. I do my best to limit caffeine. Um, um, so I made a lot of changes there. But again, I think it really does go back to lifestyle and just what is going on with your life. So slowing down, looking at your lifestyle, and then looking at what you're doing as far as exercise goes and like really scaling that back and figuring out what feels good and what doesn't feel good. I should also add in there, I started um, talk therapy um, with a professional therapist um, shortly after that too. Um, it really initially, it was for just the work-life or lack of work-life balance. It was initially for that, um, but we have talked about all sorts of things like, you know, childhood stuff, you know, whatever, like all sorts of stuff. But that has been really good. Just talking to a professional as far as mindset. And I think a lot of my mindset about achieving and goals and things like that was also related to the fitness. Um, so that was kind of hard to let to go, hard to let go of. Um, just because, you know, we've, I've talked about this before, but like getting your 10,000 steps every day and stuff like that. It's like a goal. You want to achieve it. You want to feel good about yourself, but like, does it really matter? Is it really making you feel good? Um, and for me, I was kind of setting these like ridiculous goals for myself as far as fitness goes. Um, and not to say anybody's goals are ridiculous. Mine were ridiculous as far as like how much exercise I needed to do, um, what the expectations were, how much time I would spend doing them, you know, what weights I was using. Um, but really I just had this idea in my head and it was very that achiever mentality. I'm an Enneagram three, so I'm always trying to achieve and do and Self-worth is very much wrapped up into this, but you know, working with a therapist really has helped me realize a lot of these things. Um, so now I don't put such a priority on how many minutes I'm getting or how many workouts I'm getting. Um, and I've told this story before, but if my watch says I've you know walked 9,996 steps, 
I'm just gonna go to bed. I'm not gonna get those four steps. And I mean, it's really taken me a long time to get to that point. And it was funny when I first put that on Instagram, people were like horrified. They're like, you didn't get your 10,000 steps? That's insane. And I'm like, no, I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, the 996 steps still count. It's not like if I don't hit a hunt or 10,000, they're not gonna matter. Um, so it just, it's one of those things. It's just been like a major mindset shift. And it has been working with a professional to get to that point. So just wanted to share that and as far as finding somebody to work with so many therapists are doing telehealth right now um, so you could just go google a therapist in your area get in touch with them and just see if they're doing telehealth and it just it makes life so easy like you don't have to go to somebody's office you can just do it in the middle of the afternoon you know during the workday or whatever's going on if you have that type of schedule um, but it's it's really not that hard to find a good therapist. I mean, I was lucky. I've tried a couple, actually I've tried a few over the years, but the one I found literally from Googling, <laughs> I said Googled um, therapist Hanover and found her and she's been amazing and I love her and I'm so glad I decided to go that route. So I uh, just wanted to share that little piece too, because the mindset and the emotional piece around fitness and what you need to achieve and how much you should do is really huge. And sometimes you can't get there by yourself. So just wanted to share that piece. Okay, I have rambled on forever, but I hope you guys found this helpful. And yeah, overtraining um, can really screw up your body. I mean, just what I was saying, like my hormones were a disaster. My thyroid got really angry. Um, oh, I forgot to mention that. My period got short a couple months um, in a row there. And I think it was just because I was so, so stressed and my progesterone was just like in the toilet. So um, yeah, it was just interesting. And when, you know, I started to slow down and like listen to my body more, my cycles got a lot more regular and have been regular ever since. But I should also note, all of this took a really long time. This is 14, almost 15 months later, and I'm finally back to running every once in a while now. So just want to let you guys know it does take time. Um, and again, it goes back to lifestyle. It just goes back to looking at your whole life and what is going on there. And of course, you know, cutting back on the exercise and like changing up your workouts and things like that. But um, you can get there. That's, this is my little pep talk. Um, it's, it's not the end of the world. You can make changes. And I think if you look at the big picture of where you want to be in the next year or the next two years, um, I think that can be really motivating too. For me, it was definitely overwhelming to be like, how am I going to go from like this fitness person to somebody that doesn't really work out that much? Um, so that was a big shift for me as far as my identity and, you know, who I was as an influencer and CrossFit and, you know, all that stuff. And um, it was just like a, a big shift, but I'm there, I'm there and I'm feeling a lot better about things and my workouts are a lot better and I'm seeing changes and um, it's just, it's been a journey, but just wanted to share this with all of you guys because it, it's not easy. It's not an easy transition and I think a lot of women um, struggle with overtraining and a lot of women don't even realize they're overtraining um, because yeah, I think a lot of us are programmed to think all of these crazy symptoms we're having are just normal or just part of hormones or just part of perimenopause or something like that. Um, and they're not, I mean, you can really feel good all the time and that is the goal, so. All right, I'm done rambling. I hope you guys like this one. Um, and if you have any questions about my specific situation, um, definitely let me know. More than happy to chat in my DMs or elsewhere. Um, but yeah, hope you guys are having a great morning and I'll talk to you soon.